Hey, podcasters, on today's episode of Business of Glam, we sit down with one of the amazing co-founders of Worthing Co., Emily Vickers Co-op. She is one of the amazing sisters that has started this one-of-a-kind furniture store here in Denver, Colorado. So grab a glass of bubbles and enjoy. Well, we are sitting down with Emily Vickers Co-op. Did I say it right? You did. <laughs> okay, perfect. With Worthing Code today. Thank you for coming. Well, thanks for having me. Of course. So tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your business. Well, my sisters and I actually decided to start this last year. Um, we all kind of had a little break in all of our careers and we wanted to do something together. And my sisters had actually been hoarding furniture for years and we just kind of decided to take the leap and open Worthing Co. Perfect. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Worthing Co. So Worthing Co., uh, we actually got the name. It was my dad's middle name, and we didn't want to use Vickers just for, like, family reasons, so we decided to go with a cool name of Worthing. I love it. And, um, I mean, we are a home goods and furniture store. We are right over on 38th and Lowell next to the Big Panera. But yeah, we find our pieces all over the Midwest. Um, We actually haven't like ventured out too far because right now it's the perfect drive from Kansas City to Denver. But yeah, we find all different kinds of like unique pieces. And then from there, we have home goods that we go to Atlanta Mart to find. I love that. Yeah. How did you kind of form your company with your sisters? Um, that was more, I feel like like, it could be tricky. We had a lot of, a lot of discussions. Um, shout out to Brooke for, um, kind of helping me walk through that and transition from a partnership into a, I don't even, what do you call that? Threesome. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know how else to say it, but yeah, there are three of us. Um, you know, just having like the idea that all three of us have, what we're good at and to kind of lean on those things more or less. Like I th- I'm probably saying this completely wrong, but like, you know, Abigail's really, really good at like spotting the unique pieces that we need. <laughs> and, you know, D's in there making sure that the store looks great. I'm like kind of looking over the numbers. We just all have, we all fell into our right places. And so we just kind of keep each other accountable for what we're good at. And then from there, it's like the, all the little things kind of get picked up. But it's been, it's been crazy, but fun. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of come from a social media company background. Yes, I do. Um, I actually was in, I had a social media company before Worthing Co. Amazing. So how did you kind of use that knowledge that you have from that background and maybe like partnership going into your threesome? How did you kind of determine like, is it important to sit down and figure out what everybody's roles are or what is kind of some advice that you have for anybody looking for a partnership or anything like that? So going from a partnership to we're now we're just calling it a threesome. (laughs) Um, We're just doing it. We're just doing it. Um, a partnership or my partnership was very different. Um, who I used to work with, we actually had, weren't, we weren't friends before we always worked together. And so, or we had worked at a previous company together. So when we started the social media company, it was, it just, it worked really well. Um, I think the partnership was definitely harder than a threesome because it is just two of you. 
you know, if you don't want to do something and they don't want to do something, it just kind of gets dropped. Whereas, you know, obviously more people, more people are, or you've got more people to do things. So my advice for a partnership, let's see, I would say find somebody that you are willing to say everything to. You cannot hold back because the second you do, it just, it doesn't work. So, you know, we were having weekly and later on probably like bi-weekly check-ins and they were, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Where can we take the company? Are you in it? Are you not? You know, there are just so many conversations that you have to have and you have to trust that person a hundred percent or it can fail. It's so true. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard, especially like, you know, people are like two women in business. Mm-hmm. That wasn't, that was never our problem. We, we were fine voicing our opinions. It was being able to like sit back and say, this is not a, a friendship. Mm-hmm. This is a business relationship. And like what you say, it can hurt my feelings, but like we have to be able to move on from that yeah. or this is not going to work, which in the end, that's not what happened. We weren't, it wasn't like a shattering breakup. Obviously it wasn't fun to step away, but I had, I had utilized that position for everything I could. And I just needed to kind of take the next step in life. Don't you always love the women in business? Yeah. Talks. Well, and it's like, (laughs) you know, men looking at you going like, Oh my God, two women doing business together. It's like, yeah, we have, we have brains. We can do this. (laughs) I feel like women are easier to talk to and be able to like have an open communication with most of the time. Whenever I feel like just in my industry, seeing like the whole women aspect is not an issue. It, I think that that is, it, it is the craziest thing because why would I like, I, I talk to my closest friends, you know, yeah. like we have those bonds and it's like, even our clients, you know, they call us and they'd be like, it's just so fun to like sit down and talk to you guys. Like, well, why wouldn't it be? Right. We're, we're not trying to make we're social humans. media yeah. horrific for you. <laughs> and I think that that's kind of like blown into Worthing Co is just like, we want to be like those people that you are comfortable to come in and say like, this is how my home is set up. How can you help us make it better? Mm-hmm. And so I just think that those converse, like obviously they're two very different businesses that I've been in, but like they kind of are yin and yang. And the fact that like, I've learned how to talk to people, how to be professional, how to handle my own stuff. And then I've just transitioned, transitioned it into furniture. Mm-hmm. Do you see huge differences between, so the social media company was more just an office space yeah, versus having a storefront? It's, it's been incredibly shocking. You know, it's what we wanted. Obviously our pieces are too big to do like online shipping and stuff like that. So yes, it is. It's outrageous. I mean, I used to go on vacation for five days, but I was working, you know, Mm -hmm. I could take my computer and there was no qualm. Um, this is a lot different because we <laughs> don't right now. It's just my sister, Devin and I working it. So yeah, it's a lot, a lot different. You're kind of tied down to one place, but it also is cool because like when people walk in, it's like the full representation of who we are. You know, we're, we don't have to talk ourselves up. You mm-hmm. can just kind of walk in and see it where with the social media company, it was like they needed, we had to prove what we did. Yeah. How did you guys kind of come up with the, like the balance of scheduling? Um, or how you divide your time doing the task. Cause there's so much in a small business, especially oh yeah. first up in launching. Right. We're all wearing multiple hats. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, the nice thing is, is that, so Abigail lives in Kansas City, and so she can do everything that's online. So she handles our, um, all of our finances. She handles our ordering when it needs to happen. She gets to do all of those things. So she's still, you know, 100% a part of the company, but she's also, like, doing day-to-day things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Devin and I, we just kind of fell into a routine in the beginning. It It completely depends on if, you know, what's going on in our schedule and stuff like that. But really, truly, just... It, it worked, you know. Have you ever gotten like the best piece of advice that you can think of when it comes to business? Um, I mean, I've gotten a lot of advice <laughs> about business coming from a family who, you know, most of the people in it started companies. Um, I'm just trying to think best piece of advice. Well, my grandpa once said, don't start a restaurant. Oh, that was just a <laughs> random piece of advice that he gave us. Um, I would never start one, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Good advice, grandpa. Yeah. Um, I mean, you were there when my grandpa sat down and t- like mm-hmm. talked about um, just like kind of his start and everything. It was like, do you want to work for somebody else or, or make it yourself? And that was something that kind of hit home is like, I don't, I, I would rather fail at what I'm doing than, than sit down and make money for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of something that he's said before, but like when he said it, when we were all sitting around for the girl boss group, it was just like, Whoa, yeah, I can't, I can't go back. It's, yeah. it's too fun. And it's like, it really puts everything on my plate. Well, and my sister's plates, but like, why do it? Mm-hmm. If you can't, like, if you can start something on your own, like, why not? Yeah. Your yeah. grandpa is incredible. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> But I mean, like the other thing is I've talked to so many people who are like, you know, how did you start a company? Like, that's so crazy. And I truly believe that there are two types of people. Like there are people who want to go to work, make good money and come home and it's off their plate. And then there are people who want to be entrepreneurs who like, like you were saying even earlier, like (laughs) you don't go to, you don't walk away. It is always, it's always in your, the back of your mind. You're Mm -hmm. always doing something for it. Even if it's, you know, Sunday at 10 o'clock, it's, it's doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. And so I, I joke because my husband's the kind of person who he wants to get a job that he goes to, he makes money and he comes home. And I'm yeah. like, that's perfect because the world wouldn't work without both of us. For sure. So I don't know. Yeah. I love that. But it is so true of like being an entrepreneur. You're always wanting to like grow and develop and you're always thinking of it just never turns off. No. And even <laughs> if you're not growing and develop, I mean, well, if you're not growing and developing, you're dying, but like it like we were just laughing because like the other day I was like, oh my God, did I order the, the so-and-so? And I was like, oh my gosh, I got to do that right now. Or like, mm-hmm. did we pay this bill? You know, it's like every, there are just so many things going on that you have to write them down. You've got to make sure that one of you guys got them done or, you know, I don't know. Communication is key. Yeah, it is for sure. Do you have anything that sticks out in either one of your companies that you've done that has been like the biggest lesson that you've learned? Um, picking people that you want to work with, I think is huge. Uh, both of the companies that I've owned, I feel like I've done that. I I don't feel like I could have picked different or better people for either. Um, the sister thing is always interesting, but it, we're so brutally honest with each other in real life that like business doesn't really change anything. Um, not really. I mean, I've learned a 
billion things. I just can't think of one off the top of my head. I'm like, there's always a lesson. Oh yeah. Always. (laughs) And I think that that's one of the biggest things I was listening to an Oprah podcast last night and they were talking about how you can't look at your failures or your mistakes as mistakes and failures that you have to like learn your lesson and move forward and take that with you. Especially when you own a small business, it's like, you don't have time to stop and look around and be like, and you're going to fail. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. Every day we fail at something. There's something it has, you have to pick up and keep going or, you're not there anymore. Exactly. What kind of keeps you motivated and inspired every day? Um, just like, I'm always trying to make what for Worthing, like I'm always trying to make my home better and better in my mind is like comfortable, but like having, I feel like my home inspires me. You know, we gutted our house and redid it. And I feel like bringing the pieces that we brought in are just like it, it really makes me like wake up every day and I'm like, I just want everybody to feel this way in their own home. Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, if it's a candle that smells good that you're like, okay, I can get, you know, I can wake up and go because my house smells good. Or like, you know, I love my bedroom. Like, you know, waking up in my bedroom is just like, okay, like I can, I can do this day. And so I feel like all of those things inspire me, but like they make me want to make sure everybody else has that feeling as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I love it. What is kind of your personal style for your home? For my home? Um, I would say old meets new. Um, When we redid the house, we did it so, you know, we did it in all of our style. But it's very modern, like the whites and the grays and feel like it kind of fit anybody. And then all of our furniture is old school. So, like, you know, we've got the antique benches and the older leather couch. Everything has... I feel like it almost like is so mismatchy that it matches. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really like that feeling of old meets new. Do you think that there are any rules that you should follow when you're decorating your house? Whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. Truly. Because like, I don't know. I just feel like you walk into somebody's house and like your, your style is so different from mine, but like I would never walk into your home and be like, that doesn't look good <laughs> because if you feel like it looks good or if it, yeah. if it makes, if it makes you get up in the morning and be happy, why would I care? Mm-hmm. Like most of the pieces we have in the store are so unique that it's like, they, they'll find a home and they'll, no, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. And then tell us a little bit. So it's all kind of one of a kind pieces. Are you refurbishing them? Are you kind of just polishing them up from where they used to be yeah so most most of them are like when we find them they are what they're supposed to be the most refurbishing that we'll do is you know like sanding down an old table and adding a good like coat of paint to it um but most of the time like what we like to say is that we're just like bringing them back to their to their original you know we're not trying to like change things too drastically we want to make sure that they keep their character and that they are what they are but we're just bringing them back to life. Perfect. Yeah. There's not too much. I mean, there are pieces that we've had to go in and like completely change, but they weren't like gorgeous old pieces that we had to keep their character. We wanted to make them into something new and unique. I love that. How do you, since you come from a marketing background, how do you guys find like the perfect marketplace for your ideal customer? Um, It's been a challenge. It's so funny because like, I think it was 
when we talked, when you came into the store, it's like you were giving me advice on social media. And I was like, wait, did I teach you that? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I was like, I think I did. But it's just so crazy to change hats so quickly. And like marketing wasn't on my, like on the top of my mind when we started Worthing because I was like, oh, it's so easy. It's what I've been doing forever. I'll just like fall into it. And it's been a like completely different world for me. Mm-hmm. Like going back and remembering things that I was teaching people and you know, we've kind of had to start from the ground up like most companies, but, um, just finding that niche and figuring out how to move forward, which I think we're still kind of in the process of finding. I don't think it, it has not fallen into our lap yet, but like we're just working on it every day, making sure that we're hopefully on the right path. Mm-hmm. What is kind of your advice to anybody starting a business from the ground up? on social media or just marketing in general something that's maybe like worked well for you guys or communication is key especially if you're gonna have partners um the other thing is just kind of understand what you're getting yourself into it's not nothing happens overnight I think that's been the biggest shock for both companies is like you know you expect it to be like okay we've done all the work we've done all the hard stuff and like then you're like you haven't even started the hard work. Mm -hmm. You know, getting clients is hard work. Getting people to walk in your door is hard work. It's like, it doesn't stop just because you set something up. Yeah. And I think that's what like a lot of people don't get is like that it's a continual fight every day to make sure that you're staying relevant, that your people are walking in your door. Yeah. I remember when I started Glamour Bar, I was like, I'll just open the doors and everybody will come. Yeah. Right? Yeah. fine. That's not how it works. Not how it works at all. (laughs) Not at all. My grandpa's wife actually had an antique store in Wichita like many, many years ago. And she, um, when my mom called and she's like, yeah, there's just like not a lot of foot traffic, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Gayla goes, it's been a week. What? (laughs) You know, that's not surprising. Yeah. Like we still have to work on getting our name out there just because we opened the doors doesn't mean anything. Enough. It's a big learning curve, I think, whenever you first open. When it's shocking. Yeah. To like... Okay, what do we do? Uh-huh. And you see the street, like... Yep. And it's so busy. We're both on very, very busy, busy streets. And you see people walking by. You have all this foot traffic. And you're like, but why aren't you coming come, inside? Come inside. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, here. it's me. We're here. <laughs> um, what do you think is next for you girls? Oh, Lord. Um, I feel like we're just, like, getting our feet under us with uh-huh. the whole storefront. But, I mean, our we've talked about, like, where we want to go and and what we want Worthing to be in the future. And I think a lot of it's going to be with real estate, um, you know, helping people stage homes, you know, bringing, I just feel like sometimes we need, or not sometimes, I know that we need to show people how to use our furniture because a lot of it, they are such unique pieces that it's like they walk in and they're like, what is this iron cutter going to be? And we're like, we want somebody to use it as a kitchen island. Like we, we want to be able to show people what we think they can do with it. So I think staging homes would be really cool. I also think going in and kind of helping design people's spaces. Um, but like I said, that's a ways off. That's kind of our dream. Yeah. But right now we're just like. Getting with, people in the door. Let's get people in the door. <laughs> just like what we were just talking about. Yeah. I was going to say, so you also, so for anybody in the Denver area, you just don't have like one of a kind pieces. You have really awesome candles and home goods and blankets and so if you're maybe not in the market for Uh, furnishings there's definitely some amazing stuff at oh yeah for you we've got 
I mean, I think the cool thing that we have that, that nobody else in Denver has, I think they might have them at a few shows, but no, no other storefront has our Pickwick candles. Um, they're made in Kansas City. They're all natural um, soy. We've got like gorgeous scents. You've got one burning. We have right now. we have a couple burning right now, <laughs> and they're so wonderful. But I just love it because it's kind of like a little homage to Kansas City and like where we're from, and they're they're gorgeous. I love them. Come in and get one. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I mean, like our vintage vinyl floor cloths, which are rugs. We did not say that the last time. <laughs> they are really cool rugs. They're very thin. You can spill. You can do anything. You just wipe them right up. We've got tons of different sizes, shapes, patterns. Yeah. So all sorts of good stuff. Yes. To get you all furnished. Why did you guys decide to do home furnishings? Was it because of the love for furniture and kind of those old pieces that you all had? I mean, my grandma taught my mom, I mean, my grandma and my mom used to go antique shopping and then my mom kind of brought it into our lives and it was never like, oh, we need to run to like I almost said Crate and Barrel. Is that right? Crate yeah. and Barrel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a place. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but like, I'm never going to like run to Crate and Barrel to get like a couch. You know, it was always like, or maybe a couch, but like a, a table. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, let's go find something cool and unique. Let's go to an estate sale. Let's go look instead of just like buying the first thing that comes to mind. And so that was kind of ingrained in us. And it was like, always have really cool and unique pieces. So I feel like she, my mom just kind of like ingrained it in us that like, be unique, go find cool things. And then from there, it was just like, why not turn it into a business? I think it's such a Midwest thing too. It is. So we're both from the Midwest and I'm like, there's so many awesome like antique stores or like just people with a shed in the back of their farm that (laughs) like you can go and buy like old furniture from. So it's definitely... When they all have history. I think that's the cool thing is like the guy with the shed in the back of his farm is like, yeah, but he's got something from, you know, it could be like his grandfather and they know everything about it. They're yeah. not just like finding pieces in the trash and being like, oh, cool, I'm going to keep this. It's <laughs> yeah. like they all have a story. And I think that's one of the coolest pe- parts about finding pieces is that most of the people know the story and the background on it. So we get a lot of information on where things come from. And, and then you get there's to pass a story that to everybody yeah. else that's purchasing it. How often are you kind of doing inventory and doing your runs to get new pieces for the store? Well, it depends on if people need specific things. So people are now starting to come in and say like, hey, we're looking for this. And, you know, we're not going on specific runs just for one or two pieces. But once we've got a collection of things that people want, we'll go on a run. Um, Right now we have, we call it the warehouse, but it is just my um, garage. (laughs) full of stuff so at this point we're we're set on inventory on the furniture side like I said unless somebody needs something specific and then we'll go look it's awesome yeah I've been trying to get in on one of these runs (laughs) (laughs) I said if you can handle being in a u-haul with two of us for like 16 hours I love a good treasure hunt yeah I don't know I just for some reason can't see you Sitting like middle seat in a U-Haul for 16 hours. Maybe not that long. <laughs> Maybe next time we do like Greeley or something. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Like a little shorter run. Exactly. Perfect. Do you guys kind of see that vision? So you're kind of, when you find those pieces, like the iron cutter yeah. and different things, like how do you kind of see that vision? Do you all see the same vision? No, not Or everybody has 
Um, different ideas. We laughed in the beginning because like we would be on runs and like, you know, Devin would find something that she was obsessed with and she'd be like, okay, if nobody buys it, I'll buy it. And I was like, we've got to stop doing that because we're going to all have garage fulls of shit that we can't, (laughs) you know, we can't just like display everything. Yeah. So we decided it was a two out of three game. If two out of three of us said we wanted it in the store, that's usually how we pick. But like the iron cutter and stuff like that. Like Abigail's got these like incredible visions on what she wants pieces that I would, I would just never even think of. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the times she's walking in and saying like, okay, do you see this? And I, you know, sure. And she's like, what if we put, you know, a piece on top of it and made it a kitchen Island or, you know, this, like she's redone a few pieces and made them from a kneeler into a table. Like there, she's just got this vision. And so I think that's really like I said earlier, like the strong points everybody has, Abigail's got that eye. And D's like, D has it as well. It's just, Abigail's like the kind of person who can walk in and be like, this is what we're using this mm-hmm. for. And then, you know, you say vote and two out of three and we pick it. I love it. Yeah. Their store is amazing. So tell thank everybody you, you. where they can find you. We are at 38th and Lowell, right next to the big Panera. Um, and like right across the street from the new, or it's called the Alexan bunch of new apartments and there's some um there are like storefronts down below we're right across there and if you're out of state and can't make it into denver where can they at least lust over your <laughs> items <laughs> on social you can find us at uh, worthingco.com on instagram we're at worthing company and then facebook we're at worthing co and i believe twitter as well is at worthing co awesome well thank you so much emily thank for you so much us. for having me this is so fun Well, podcasters, we hope that you enjoyed that episode of Business of Glam as much as we did. Thank you to Emily Vickers Colwell for sitting down and sharing her knowledge of starting a business from the ground up, as well as forming the right kind of partnerships. So until next time, we hope that you always stay glam. Cheers. <laughs>